Folks, uh, we're gonna get started a little early because I'm a little rusty on streaming. <laughs> so it looks good. If you're watching this after the fact, please check the description. I'll update it with time codes. Um, we're a little early. We've got about six minutes. I think the stream looks good. Um, so we'll just sit tight if folks have questions, uh, or maybe we'll just get started. I, no, I want to wait for people. We have a schedule. I'll wait for people, but if, yeah, so if folks have questions, drop them in live broadcast chat. Um, if you're watching this after the fact, uh, just go ahead and skip six minutes from now and, and we'll get the uh, preview of CircuitPython 8 actually going. Mm -mm. I think we're live. So yeah, drop a note in the chats. Mm -hmm. Live on YouTube and Twitch. Thank you, Mr. Certainly. Thank you to Shipu for the link as well. Last time I streamed last week, I had some trouble getting going, so video looks good, which is good. Hi, Salman. Thank you, DJ Devin. I'm live. No worries about starting now. I know, but we have a schedule. I don't. I like to be on schedule. Any questions? <laughs> live on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, question mark says are you getting more than three hours of sleep a night yet um for those of you who don't know i'm a new dad relatively new dad i have a four and a four and a half month year old and am starting my second set of paternity leave next week starting next week so this is like kind of like my last thing um because my my partner's going back to work and so i'm gonna be on full dad duty <laughs> i sound very good thanks charles i'm actually I've got the mic actually attached to me, which is good. Um, but yeah, I'm generally getting maybe six hours straight-ish. Um, uh, I do, yeah, we, we, I do sleep in uh, the kiddo's room um, up until a point, and then uh, my wife and I swap. Um, but I'm getting, he's, he's sleeping pretty well. He's sleeping pretty well. I'm very excited to spend more time with them, too. How are the sprints going? Um, looks like there's some people working on uh, on the libraries, but I haven't seen anybody working on the core stuff. I did fix a, a bug myself, uh, which is good. I actually, I can show, <clears throat> I'll show this early. Um, just a tease. Good switch to... Oh, no, not that button, this button. Yeah, yeah. I tried to hit record, and now the camera's upset with me. You can still see me. Um, there was a bug where uh, this terminal stuff didn't work on the giant screen, so I just fixed that. <laughs> New balance of fanny pack and knee-high socks. Yes, I don't have all those yet. I wanted to do, oh, I did, product showcase. 
Um, yeah, and if you want to join the chat, the Discord chat is the middle one on the right there. Um, but yeah, I just fixed this terminal stuff on this big display. And we'll get into what this is exactly in just a moment. I'll, I will start right on time, I'll tell you that, uh, at least by, based on my computer clock. Um, we could do a brief cat cam. Then and then spook is actually too far. Just he's there on the on the floor. Ham slabs. Everything is going well, thank you. The kiddo's growing and growing and doing more and more every day. He likes to, he's rolling from his back to his tummy now, which is cool. All right, I'm excited for CircuitPython 8. Should I actually add a, uh... if you didn't know, Adafruit slash awesome CircuitPython. And then there's art. So you can find like all the different posters and stuff in the art pack, which is just a Dropbox. So you can go to version posters, and we'll go to 8, and we'll open it up. Can we, I don't want to actually full screen it. I want to just... Whoa, too full screen. <laughs> I go back and do the PDF. That's kind of kind of what we want. Oh, you can't see it anyway. You're looking at cats. CircuitPython 8. Ooh, learning about beekeeping. That sounds interesting. Vibing with the cat cam. <laughs> Great. Okay, it's 1230. This is going to... I'm trying to do a fast stream. And those of you who've watched my deep dive know that I do two-hour long streams. Um, so, so that's going to be good. Uh, let me just turn up the brightness on this light here since it's actually quite bright behind me. Um, okay, so today we're going to talk about CircuitPython 8. Um, for those of you who are new to CircuitPython, we tend to do major releases uh, where the top, the leftmost number gets incremented by one. We do that about every year, year and a half. And uh, CircuitPython 8 is very exciting. Uh, this is a bit of the poster. The poster is vertical and you can't quite see it all, um, although I can zoom it out. Uh, but it's a collaboration. The poster is a collaboration between Espressif and Adafruit. So this is the Espressif logo with uh, Blinka kind of as the waves, which is very cool. Um, so one of the themes for our CircuitPython 8 is uh, a lot more Espressif support and, and Wi-Fi in general. Uh, Wi-Fi stuff, which is hopefully very cool. I think is very cool. So today uh, we have 25 minutes to go over five main things that I wanted to talk about for CircuitPython 8. That is certainly not everything. So if you want to see everything for uh, CircuitPython 8, Dan just did awesome release notes. So you can go to GitHub Adafruit CircuitPython. 
Uh, this is the stable release, so we're not stable yet for CircuitPython 8, but we are in beta, meaning uh, ideally we're not changing any of the APIs, and then uh, we're just fixing bugs uh, or getting close to fixing bugs. So uh, you can hit uh, releases here, and now you can see this is the CircuitPython 8.0 beta 0 notes. And they're awesome notes. Thank you to Dan for doing this release. I asked him to do it because I, I was, knew I was doing this stream. And it, it's been a while since we've had a, a pre-release for 8.0. So uh, <laughs> this is very exciting. So if you want to see all the details, I'm not going to cover everything today. Uh, but this has uh, some details on that. And I also want to say that uh, I want to preface whenever you're switching from CircuitPython 7 to CircuitPython 8, um, the, the point of major versions is that we can potentially cause you to, to need to change your code or update your code. Um, that major version number, that first one, is really like, hey, be aware that it may, just not, it may not work out of the box from major version to major version. Um, so there's a heads up. Um, let me just go over it. I wanted to cover these because API breakages are, are the, the real reason that we do um, major versions. And also, um, you've seen probably MPY files using CircuitPython. These are a kind of pre-ish compiled uh, version of your Python code. And that version format will also change on these major version boundaries. So. Um, let me just, just be aware of that when you're doing an upgrade for, for a major version, that sometimes for MPYs, you'll need to also update all of your MPY files as well. I, between 7 and 8, I don't think that's the case. But uh, between 8 and, 8 and 9, you will definitely need to do that. Um, and that's usually due to changes that we integrate from MicroPython. Um, so CircuitPython, and this is late to the game, is Python for your microcontrollers. Um, I showed a screen off here just before we kind of got going. Um, this is a, a screen with a little bit of a, a chip there that, uh, yeah. Oh, Hamslab says, I went to the Blues Wireless presentation, and they have some DFU code that works wonderfully. Yeah, I'll have to check that out later. I did not watch it myself. OK, so things that are changing, these are, these are the things that you have to be aware of. Um, one wire is no longer in bus I.O. or Bitbang I.O. It's its own module now. We did that so that you'd be able to, we'd be able to turn it off and on. Um, pulse out, so pulse I.O., pulse out doesn't take a PWM out in anymore. It only takes a pin. This was caused by ESP32S2, does it a different way that's not necessarily PWM. So, that's been changed. I squared C uh, peripheral is being renamed I squared C target. Um, 8 in 8.0, it'll be available as both, but in 9, we would remove peripheral. And the reason we did this change is that they uh, came out with official guidance on what the terms are um, rather than master and slave, which were they, were, they were originally, and we've been renaming. Um, auto brightness was removed. Uh, there's a there was something else that I can't think of. But um, yeah, so check the release notes. If your code doesn't happen to work, release notes are, are really well written. They're, they cover a lot. And they can help you get your CircuitPython 7 or earlier code running on CircuitPython 8. Of course, if you're coming from a major version like 6 or 5, you'll want to check the release notes for the like next version as well for those changes. 
Okay, so that's the first thing. The first thing I wanted to talk about was just API changes that are coming in CircuitPython 8. Um, check the release notes for being more thorough than what I just did there. Um, the next thing I wanted to cover here is the title bar status. So um, I'll just pull this up again. And what you can see here, and am I in product showcase mode? No, yes, I was. Um, okay, so this is, actually, let me switch the scene. So what you can see here is we've reworked the layout of the default terminal in CircuitPython. Um, so this is coming in CircuitPython 8. Um, what you'll see is that there's uh, the Blinka logo, and then this is kind of what the top line here is what we call the title bar now. Um, and this will actually show up if you're connected over like screen or TO, it will actually, the, the information here will also show up uh, in your terminal because it uses kind of like old school standard codes for setting that, that title bar. Uh, so CircuitPython knows how to do that. You'll get kind of from, from left to right, most inf the most important information we think uh, to the least important. So this is, for example, the execution state. So is code.py running or is it done? And then what version are you running? The dirty is because I fixed a bug and I haven't updated it to the, the official version. Uh, but you'll also see things like um, the Wi-Fi status and the BLE status up in this top bar. And then uh, whereas before, uh, below Blinka, there used to be a column of emptiness. And now that's uh, gone away because we now have this like scrollable area where the regular serial output now shows. Um, so that's the first change I wanted to do. And let me just show you a couple other examples of this uh, before we move on. The first example I wanted to show was the clue. So the clue is a micro bit light, uh, like micro bit form factor board. So I'm just going to plug in the board here. And um, what you can see, well, the reason I wanted to show this here is one, you can see that uh, BLE status is up at the top. It says BLE reconnecting. So it's like trying to reconnect to my phone. And then you can see that um, code.py code is running as well. And so if you're running a different file, that will show there too. Um, so that's the like NRF example. Um, giving you more information about what's happening on the BLE side. Um, so there's that. Next up, I wanted to show, well, I like showing it on this one. Um, so this uh, device here is not made by Adafruit. Uh, I should say I'm sponsored by Adafruit. Um, this is a device that came out a number of years ago called the Odroid Go. And it's an ESP32 chip uh, module here um, in a like Game Boy-esque form factor, which I've, I've been kind of obsessed with Game Boys for a, a while. <laughs> you can find other videos about that. Um, so I'm going to turn it on, and I'll just show you that it has the Wi-Fi status up in the bar. So you can see it's Wi-Fi off, but it should actually turn on, and now it has the IP address of this device here. So um, this was really the motivation for it. And this will segue nicely into the next thing that I want to talk about, which is the web workflow. Um, the web workflow is, um, so CircuitPython between versions 3 and 6, we were exclusively USB-based. So CircuitPy drive um, connecting to uh, serial over USB. 
In CircuitPython 7, we introduced a way of communicating to CircuitPython over BLE, which I just gave a hint to, a nod to. Um, that has The reason to do BLE was that it gave access uh, to CircuitPython from devices that didn't have USB hosts for like phones and tablets in particular. So we've been still continuing to work a lot on how to do CircuitPython from those devices. Uh, it's not as simple as USB because you kind of have to create apps that allow you to edit on the device. So CircuitPython 7 was USB and BLE and then uh, for the workflow. Um, and then CircuitPython 8 introduces uh, a Wi-Fi, at least for ESPs currently, a Wi-Fi workflow. And generally a workflow is kind of two pieces. Uh, it's how do you edit files and then also how do you see the serial output. So, uh, yeah, Toddbot says these are totally unavailable now. Yeah, I picked it up ages ago. I had to like dust it off and stuff, um, which is a bummer. But uh, it, it, it shows off kind of something that I guess I'll do kind of in tandem with this, which is we also have ESP32 support. So talking about um, we, we in 7, we supported ESP32 S2, which is was it was the first chip from Espresso that had native USB. So we could still do the CircuitPy drive style workflow. Um, and then we added, once we had more and more of these S2 chips, we also had an S3 chip. It became clear that um, having a lot of these devices connected to Wi-Fi would be nice to edit um, kind of over the air. So um, Jeff deserves credit, I think, for talki talking about MDNS, which is a technology where local devices can give themselves names that are you can look up in your browser. Um, so uh, MDNS was really the thing that was like, oh, I understand how we would do a CircuitPython workflow uh, at this point. So uh, I'm going to leave this on. It's going to be on my desk, and I'll, I want to show it off. Um, so ESP32s, we didn't support for the longest time, um, but because we now have a Wi-Fi workflow, so the, the two things I'm talking about are this web workflow and then also new support for the ESP32. Uh, and the Odroid Go is a perf perfect example of like a board I bought a long time ago that had an ESP32 that now CircuitPython can run on uh, because the ESP32 does not have, um, does not have native USB. And so it couldn't do the CircuitPy drive, which is why we haven't supported it until CircuitPython 8. Um, OK, so let me do a quick demo. So in theory, if everything is working, what you can do is, um, oh, I should start with, so it's a little tricky to get started because you need to do, um, you need to set your Wi-Fi password network name and a password for your uh, to, to prevent people from changing code on your device. Um, we Carter just hammered out this quick start guide, um, which I will link in the chats and also in the description. Uh, but it gets you to the point where the device will connect to your network, like I showed earlier with Odroid Go, and also um, set up your examples so that the web workflow turns on by default. So I've already done that in this case. I won't show that now. Um, but this is a good guide for how to do that. So what I'm doing here is I'm going to do circuitpython.local. So this, is, this uses MDNS, which is a technology to say, hey, has anybody called CircuitPython? 
and all of the device CircuitPython devices on my network will reply, oh yeah, that's me. Um, so we can see here that we it redirected us. So the web server redirects CircuitPython.local to its custom name for the particular device. So I have two devices on here. I have the Odra Go I showed, but I also have an ESP USB uh, S3, S3 USB dev board as well. So you can see here that the Odra Go is the first to respond. Um, so that's what we're talking to currently. And then we also, the devices can discover each other. So the device that you get to with CircuitPython.local can then tell you the names of the other devices. So um, I can click this, and now I'm connected to both of my CircuitPython devices. Oh, thank you, Foamy Guy. I may want the screen. Thank you. I'm really glad we have a live chat. Um, OK, so this guide, did I even, I didn't show release notes either, did I? So release notes are here, Adafruit CircuitPython releases. Uh, and then this learn guide as well is, is the place to go for how to get bootstrapped uh, and get going on this Wi-Fi workflow stuff. So I've typed in circuitpython.local, and then it redirected me to this particular domain. So this is like a unique identifier for the given device. And then I clicked the list here of devices on my network to open a second tab for the other device that's on my network. And you can see version numbers. You can see that the Odroid Go is using a slightly older version. So I'm going to want to use the demo that actually has 8.0. <laughs> you didn't see the release notes either. I'm sorry. We, with my deep dive stream, we talked about having it so that like the chat could, could, could control what screen I'm showing. Um, just because it's not the first time I've done that. So thanks for bearing with me. Um, let's keep going because we have 10 more minutes. And I do at least want to note. Um, so we talked about API breakages. I have a list. That's what I'm looking at. Um, the other thing I wanted to give a shout out to is the ESP camera support. But I don't actually have a demo for that. So we've, we've got time. So there's two pieces to. There's two pieces to a workflow in my mind. One is um, browsing files. So to do that, you would click the file browser. And uh, this is the password you set in your .env file. Um, and this is to do, like raise the bar a little bit so that other people can't um, interact with your device without your permission. Um, do note this is not secure, because this password gets transmitted insecurely on the network. So. Um, <laughs> Beware of that. Uh, do not use a password you use anywhere else. Um, I think I remember which one this device has. And I say that, and then it's wrong. Uh, you use the, you leave the username blank. There we go. I typed it right. Uh, Mikhail asks, uh, do ESP32s support wired Ethernet with CircuitPython 8? They do not. Um, not that I know of. We haven't tested that at all. And then Mr. Giacomola. There's an issue with the ESP32 S3 with I2C. Will that be fixed in V8? Um, it's not fixed in beta 0, but I believe, I believe there's an open issue. Um, so we'll hopefully fix it before release. If you want to check out what we have, uh, what we would like to fix before 
CircuitPython 8 is stable, you can go to github.com slash Adafruit slash CircuitPython slash issues, hit milestones and 8.0, and you'll see that we have 32 open issues still. So that's why it's a beta. That's, not why, that's why it's not stable. Um, but also, uh, this is a great way to track kind of the things that we're aware of. Um, and ideally, we would get this milestone down to zero before, uh, before we do it stable. But sometimes we'll shuffle issues out as well. But I think, I think there's an open issue here um, that we hope to fix before it's stable. Um, some of these bugs have issue, are, are tricky because we depend on Espresso's code, and Espresso's code may be broken, and so we have to collaborate with them on getting it, getting it fixed. Um, okay, so let's keep going. So here's the file browser. Um, I don't actually know what's on here. <laughs> I do mostly testing. So for example, let me say I want to, well, upload something. OK, you can see this. So I'm just going to pick a folder from a bundle. And I'm not going to pick a whole one. But say we want to upload the bitmap fonts, which is not on there. So I clicked the middle choose files, which is the, for picking a directory. So I'm selecting the Adafruit bitmap font, and I'm going to upload, and it will confirm. Are you sure you want to upload all six files? And you hit yes. And now it makes the directory, and there's a little progress bar here as it uploads each file. Now, this is not like how much of an individual file is uploaded, but rather just out of the six files, how many are uploaded. If you want to upload an individual file, you can select this, and let's just upload BDF, and now we have a BDF pie as well. Um, if you want to view a file, you just click it, and it pulls it up, which is pretty neat. Um, it, if it's an HTML page, it will actually render. So this could be a really cool way to do some basic web hosting without having to do CircuitPython code explicitly for it. Um, so Adafruit bitmap font has been uploaded, um, and I can just delete that whole library, and that updates as well. And let me see. So let's go back up a step. And actually, let's go all the way back. We're running out of time. So that's the file piece. The other piece is the serial. So you can hit serial terminal. Um, and now we can do the REPL. Um, and this is all, everything I've shown so far will work even if you don't have internet. This is all um, able to run offline. However, a secret thing that I mean to add a link to here that I haven't yet, um, hot off the press, you can go to the URL slash code, and that will open the full, <laughs> the full code.circuitpython experience org experience on the board itself. So what it's doing is it's taking a little HTML page, downloading a bunch of JavaScript, and updating it to do uh, everything. So we can see, hello, YouTube viewers. And it's not, I think it's a little broken, but it still, still should work. So you can see here it says, hello, YouTube viewers. So it, 
it automatically switched when we hit save and run from the code editor to the serial link. Um, and you can see that it also has the title, title bar uh, stuff is parsed as well. Um, so this is kind of the full, full CircuitPython editing experience when you have network. Everything I showed before this is just in this like offline mode that's like super basic, but meant to, to be accessible even if you don't have internet. Um, and hopefully, hopefully that works okay on mobile as well. Um, so it's pretty neat. That is the web workflow in a nutshell and one of the larger um, pieces of the CircuitPython 8 release. Yeah, we can leave that. Um, what else do we have to show? We have three minutes. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out uh, in the last three minutes. Um, we had generic camera support in CircuitPython 7 that Jeff added. And in CircuitPython 8, um, Jeff has added uh, more ESP-specific camera support. So there's this C library called um, C library called ESP32 camera. And in CircuitPython 8, we have a specific module for that library, um, which gains us uh, a lot of camera support for uh, relatively simple coding on our end because we're using that library um, on ESP chips only. So um, check that out um, if you're into camera stuff. Uh, you may have seen in the issues list that there's an ESP32i uh, board that is now supported as well. So um, because we have web workflow, we have e and we have ESP32 camera support. We also support ESP32 chips, which is is a big big deal because there's a lot of boards that have been designed with ESP32, um, and that this web workflow will just work with hopefully. Um, and you'll be able to auto-discover them through the MDNS lookup here. Uh, that the, Like the Odroid Go that we're seeing here is just on battery, not connected to anything. Um, and I think that's it. Um, there's a lot more in CircuitPython 8. Thank you again to Dan for doing the release. If you want it to be more thorough, um, if you want more thorough information, you can go to github.com slash Adafruit slash CircuitPython slash releases. Uh, if you want to try it out, we did just do the release yesterday. So you can do circuitpython.org slash downloads. And that will give you a link to all of the boards that are supported by CircuitPython um, and the stable release, which is 7.3.2 and the latest 8.0 beta zero or newer if you're watching this after the fact. Um, so please give it a try. Uh, go to Adafruit, uh, github.com slash Adafruit slash CircuitPython. Generally, circuitpython.org is a great place to do, uh, to check out this, the current <laughs> state of CircuitPython. If you want to chat with me, a core de developer or other core developers and other CircuitPythonistas, you can go to the URL adafru.it slash discord. Join us there, chat about CircuitPython. Um, if you want to support me and a number of others who are paid to work on CircuitPython full-time, um, please go to adafruit.com and purchase hardware there. Uh, the ESP32 boards will hopefully be more and more supported in the coming days and weeks as well. So with that, um, I'll say thank you to everyone for hanging out for this quick look at CircuitPython 8. 
Um, personal note, I'm taking 12 weeks off starting uh, next Monday. So I will see you all in 12 weeks in November. And uh, enjoy CircuitPython 8 and the web workflow. Hopefully, I didn't leave too many bugs. Uh, I'll see you all next time. Have a great rest of CircuitPython day. Oh, and I should do a little cat cam because it's tradition. Pets, pet spoop. Hi, cutie kitty. He's my coworker. All right, see y'all.